It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on? Jermaine Johnson. Tune in to Turn On The Jets podcast. Hey, this is Vinny Pasquantino of the Kansas City Royals. Make sure you tune in to the Turn On The Jets podcast. everybody welcome back to another episode of turn on the jets podcast i'm your host will parkinson at will paul on twitter instagram and tiktok very busy week on the feed this week i think this might be my fifth episode of the week this has been pretty nuts uh nuts week obviously with the bye coming up huge game against the eagles this sunday no better person joe capro so we're gonna be doing a little home and home here so uh lots of good stuff here joe how we doing uh, and feeling on a friday I'm doing well. Always good to be back on the TOJ feed, which has been highly active, which we love to see. And then it'll be great to have you back over on Badlands, which we we always try to do at least once a month or so. It's I'm feeling pretty low, low stress on this Friday. I, it, there's not not a ton of expectations for the Jets this Sunday, but it does seem like some injury news may be breaking their way. So maybe this game is a little more interesting than many people expect it to be. TBD, but we'll see. Yeah, the, the Jets have... Obviously, the Elijah Vera Tucker news that came out early in the week, we've kind of already covered that. It's highly unfortunate. It's not worth really talking about again, just because nothing's really going to change uh, for a while there. So <laughs> he won't be playing for a long yeah, time, he, and it he, sucks. That's he it. He is not on the Aaron Rodgers path of uh, of playing, and you know, by week twelve, according to Mike Greenberg. Um, other injury news: Sauce going in practice today. Seems like just an illness, so not really worth talking about. DJ Reed's probably going to play Sunday. That's one to monitor. There's nothing really me or Joe can really talk about there. He's practiced all week, but I don't know if he's cleared the final step. It seems like that's the biggest hurdle. Um, They need him Sunday. The Eagles, you know, very clearly want to use Devontae Smith, want to use AJ Brown and not that Bryce Hall is not a fine player as a backup, but like he's a backup of a backup at this point. And did fine last week against Jerry Judy. seems like everyone does well against Jerry Judy. So I'm not really... I don't want to put too much stock into that. I think the most important thing right now is DJ Reed get cleared. The positive news for the Jets never want to, no, no injury news is ever positive. So no one, you know, come at me for saying that. Darius Slay and Jalen Carter, who is the Eagles' best defensive back, and honestly, the, the Eagles' best defensive player this year, and Jalen Carter, who Robert Sala talked today about being, you know, was the number one player on their board, um, you know, in this up this you know previous draft. How big of a miss is this? Just because like. Slate up playing was a big deal a little bit, but it's still no offense. It's still Zach Wilson playing quarterback. It's not as if Rodgers was going to face, you know, multiple backup DBs. Jalen Carter not playing is not only the Jets biggest weakness, but it also now impacts the running game and the passing game. 
I mean, it's a huge deal, particularly with Carter. I think my biggest fear going into this game was Connor McGovern and Lakin Tomlinson trying to do anything with Jalen Carter. And even though Joe Tittman's looked really good, that's a tall order for a rookie, like his third start. So the Eagles defensive front against the Jets offensive line was, was, and is still going to be a very difficult matchup. Gets a little easier now with Jalen Carter. Maybe you could find a little more breathing room now for Brees Hall, which is going to make life easier for Zach Wilson. If they want to beat the Eagles, they're going to have to throw the ball. Like you can throw on Philly. So the Jets are not going to be able to just give Brees Hall 40 carries and hide Zach Wilson. No Slay will aid in that process. Slade is a ball hawk. Slade is a guy who turns the ball over uh, and makes plays. And usually Zach Wilson struggles with those types of defensive backs. And JC Jackson comes to mind back in the day when he was in New England. Like uh, it felt like Slay is the kind of player who absolutely would have picked off Zach Wilson at some point. So it certainly does not hurt to not have him in there in a game where Zach's going to have to throw like 25, 30, 32 times and make some plays down the field if the Jets want to be competitive. So the Jets don't have, you know, a clean bill of health either. They're going to be adapting to no AVT. Max Mitchell, you know, will get to start a tackle uh, for now and hopefully he can hold the fort for a little bit. Uh, they need DJ Reed. It seems like he'll be a true game time decision. You never know with a concussion. Uh, it's always a very touch and go situation because the Jets are one of the few teams in the NFL that have two corners who could run with Brown and Smith. If they have sauce and DJ Reed, if they don't, that's a very hard matchup out there for Bryce Hall. Anytime he gets matched up with either of those guys, you know, they could try to shade and help him when he wants, but it's likely something the Eagles will take advantage of at some point. So both teams dealing with uh, some meaningful absences, potentially, hopefully Reed is a go. And look, I, I think the Carter news in particular if you are trying to talk yourself into the Jets hanging around and having an upset, that that is something that gives you a little more uh, energy in that area. Yeah, I, it's just I don't know if it's a mental thing too. It feels again maybe we you can always overlook these things. I don't think we overlooked at all last week the stuff going into the, the Broncos game and the Hackett Bowl. Like that was very much real. Um, I actually, you know, Connor and you guys talked about it a little bit as well. Like almost felt like they came out too juiced up and then it like you kind of get punched in the face. It kind of happens in rivalry games or games that get really hyped up. No, I've not seen a single person pick the jets. I think Bart Scott might have, but nobody else has given the jets a chance to even like compete on Sunday. Um, Mike Tannenbaum, friend of the show, but said that Eagles just need to show up and they'll, they'll win by two touchdowns, which was uh, certainly, you know, it's always good fodder for uh, you know, if the jets, you're keeping receipts. The other big thing is, you know, Fletcher Cox is partying at the Phillies game last night it feels like the Eagles could have played Slay and Carter this week and kind of said, yeah, we don't need them. Like it's the jets. Um, it just feels like there's a lot, a lot, a lot of overconfidence and rightfully so the Eagles from the Super Bowl last year, they're five and oh, they think they've won like, if I'm not mistaken, like 21 of the last 23 games overall, let alone just like, I think the only two losses, like it's, it's a lot or 20. They don't lose or, football games. Yeah. They don't it's lose. A... And when they lose, it's like on a bad penalty or like a weird, commanders game on monday night the, th the reason i kind of bring it up is they're sandwiched here between a west coast trip and la and la where everyone thought they had sleepwalk and they kind of did and they figured it out that's not a very good rams team they have miami on sunday night next week which is likely to be the five and one dolphins versus either the six and over five and one eagles the jets are going into a bye i just feel like this is one of these games where the Jets have played up to their competition all year long. The Dallas game, I just like looking back at it, they would never had a shot in that game. Even if the, this, there's too many circumstances, they kind of admitted afterwards. It was a lot of PTSD from the Rogers stuff. Like 
everyone just looked off and they still, frankly, obviously if sauce catches that ball, maybe we're having a different conversation. I say all to say like new England sucks and Denver sucks. And they looked like shit in the first half and they, they woke up in the second half and started to play and were clearly the better team. One game, it was fine. The other game, obviously too little too late. Buffalo and KC are two of the four hardest games on their schedule. And the Jets looked like the better team for a lot of both of those games. And they obviously go one and one. Am I crazy? Like, I just don't, maybe this ends up 31 or 33, 18, the way it did two years ago. And Zach looks decent. And then it all falls apart on defense. I just feel like this is one of those games that like it's 24, 20 or 23, 20 in the fourth quarter with five minutes left. And we're like, the Jets might be three and three at the bye. And now all of a sudden we're talking about like, are they going are they going to be six and three going to this Bills game? Like, there's, I know it's a crazy <laughs> conversation, but like it. going to the trade deadline, if you're three and three coming off being the Eagles, you're feeling like, do we go at a, go at a receiver? Do we go at yeah. LAL Collins or somebody like, do we feel good where we're at? Cause if you're two and four, nothing really changes. It's an NFC game. I know it's like nothing really changes if they're playoff hopes, but like you're going to have to steal probably two of Buffalo, at least one of Miami, this game, and maybe the Browns game of games where, like, you're probably not favored and you're going to have to maybe take care of business, whereas, you know, and obviously take care of the ones the Jets never take care of the ones they're supposed to. But doesn't it feel like they have to steal two of those at least? And, like, you steal one now, you give yourself wiggle room for the inevitable letdown on Christmas Eve against Washington or one of these games they shouldn't shouldn't lose. Look, I think – when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'd really like to see the Jets find a way to go three and one in their next four. And that's a lot easier to do if you get this upset against Philly. I feel like they have to be five and four going into that back-to-back against Buffalo and Miami. Uh, that, that's a pair of very difficult divisional games in a row. 
in Buffalo, Miami. I know that's a home game for the Jets, but still. So, you know, if you lose to Philly, you're kind of saying like, look, we got to go sweep the Giants, the Chargers, and Raiders. I think the Jets are better than the Giants. I think they're better than the Raiders. And I like the matchup spot where the Chargers got to fly across the country. But bigger picture, if you can steal one from Philly, it gives you room to have a slip up. And I don't think it's crazy to think there's a path to the Jets being competitive in this game. Philly, in many ways, feels like they've slept walked to 5-0, and which is a, t- a credit to their talent and how good they are. Uh, they are better than the Jets, and they should be expected to win by you know the six, seven points that we're seeing in the spread. That doesn't mean that the Jets don't have a path to hang around in this game, especially if they can land a couple of early haymakers, especially if they get a defensive touchdown, a special teams touchdown, a big play from Garrett Wilson or Brees Hall, where they make something out of nothing. We saw them do this with the Chiefs, and we saw them do this with the Bills. They they can hang around with these teams, and sometimes if the refs aren't interfering too much, they can steal a victory. So it's not crazy. The Eagles are due for a loss. They're not going to go 17-0. Uh, that loss could very well be against the Jets. And look, they barely escaped against Washington with a win. You know, they let the Rams hang around for a while. They let the Vikings hang around for a while, even in that Thursday night game. So they have not looked yet like the team that's going to come out and blow the doors off the Jets. It's not impossible because of how these teams match up. But the Jets, there's a, there's a chance here that they can be frisky and have a chance in the fourth quarter. If they're three and three at the bye week, that that is a huge win considering everything that's been going on. So it's an interesting pivot game going into the bye week. They did what they needed to do against Denver. It wasn't always pretty, but they, they stayed above water with that win, knowing they had Philly next. And I mean, if they get this kind of upset, it's going to pump some real life into this season, which look, I think even though they lost, I think the chiefs game brought this season back to life in some ways. An upset here takes that to a whole different level. Yeah. I'm on the same page. And we'll talk a little bit of predictions and, and badlands in a few minutes, but I just think about, there's a lot of just I'm telling you, there's a lot of weird, weird energy. It's Philly, New York. So it's always a little fun. There's a lot of very similar attitudes about, you know, we're the tougher city or the tougher team, all that stuff. Do you remember two years ago, there was the CJ Mosley Fletcher Cox stuff at, at yep. the coin toss and like the Jets were a really bad team two years ago and the Eagles rightfully kind of walked in there and, you know, Zach was really good in the first half, but they kind of walked all over him and it felt like zero respect for them. And like, I don't know. I still think Fletcher Cox showing CJ Mosley, who's objectively a better player all time than Fletcher Cox is no respect was kind of nuts, not shaking his hand or whatever. I'm sure CJ Mosley and those type of guys don't forget that type of stuff. Like this Jets team in years past, they've always played much better on the road. It felt like under Robert Sala and at home, there was a lot of like, they'd have the one cool win. And then otherwise they'd kind of just not have as much juice for whatever reason this year, it's felt like, the bigger the spot, they've kind of shown up more and the fans have been more into it. I'm very curious to see the breakdown of fans on Sunday. I think logic would be like, oh, it's probably 50-50 or 60-40 at best Jets fans. I wonder if Eagles fans are going, oh, we have the trip to Miami next week. I'm sure a lot of fans traveled to L.A. last week. I'm sure a lot of fans will travel down to Florida as they should. Um, I wonder if a lot of fans take this week off. There's obviously a lot going on in the world, which I'm not going to touch on because I don't want to offend anybody, but it's, you know, I just wonder if how the crowd's going to be on Sunday because the Jets seem to like rally behind this defense. Usually it takes one play. They kind of sleepwalk and all of a sudden it's like the one safety or the one big hit or whatever it is. And it's like, they wake up and all of a sudden they just lock down everybody. It's like, does that come on the first drive? Does that come in the fourth quarter? Like that's, I think that's might be the biggest key to the game is like Zach's going to need to throw the football. Well, they're going to need to run play action. They're going to need to protect it. Like all the stuff we've talked about, they're going to need to steal two possessions. I think Dan Orlovsky said, and I kind of agree. It's 
going forward on fourth down or uh, a punt return that sets them up inside the third, two possessions worth of points. I just wonder like, when's the, the defense click it on on Sunday? Cause they, I, I don't know why they tend to, they make good adjustments. It just feels like they take forever to do it. Can they make those adjustments after one drive, not after one quarter? Am I like, is that crazy? Like that's the one thing we don't, we talk about it, but like they just need to start it faster. They have to have to start faster. It, it, it's becoming this like insane trend where they're terrible in the first quarter and then in an elite defense, basically the rest of the way. When you're this much of an underdog, you got to start early and it, it can't take, you know, a cheap shot from Juju to wake everybody up like it did against the Pats. It can't take a quarter of getting comfortable like it did against the Broncos. They they need to force an early turnover. They need to start with a couple three and outs. They need a strip sack. They need something early that's going to kind of build that confidence that, okay, like we, we can hang around today. Again, they've barely played with the lead at all this year. It's going to be tough to do that against Philly, but if you can, it changes the whole dynamics of this game. If you're not down 10, nothing, if you're not down 17, nothing. So the defense, you know, my biggest fear is hurts running on them. They've really struggled with mobile quarterbacks. Hurts does this better than anyone outside of Lamar Jackson. Can they contain him? Can they prevent the big plays? The Eagles are going to move the ball. The question is when they move the ball, can you hold them to threes instead of sevens? And can you force a couple turnovers? So, you know, they score 20 to 24 points, not 30 to 37 points. The Jets aren't getting to 30 on Philly. Can they get to 21? Maybe. And that that's what your path to an upset ultimately looks like. Yeah. The last thing here, and then we're going to hop over on the Badlands feed and kind of do our final predictions here. We talked, I talked about it yesterday with Josh. Something's got to give here. The Jets are 0-12 against the Eagles. The Eagles are 5-0. So does that give? Did the Jets get a first victory there? The Jets are the best red zone defense in football and the worst red zone offense. Philly is right behind them as the worst red zone offense and 28th in red zone defense. Like something's got to give here in this game, whether it's the Jets, as you mentioned, holding the Eagles to three and being able to capitalize, um, being able to capitalize with, with points in the red zone, whatever it's going to be. Um, but they're going to need to, uh, you know, seriously, like some of these games get it, you know, instead of third and third and three, it should be two down territory. There's a game. This is a house money game. I've talked about it all week. If you lose this game, the season's not over. If you win this game, you are playoffs, sick. baby. Yeah. Playoffs. Like the expectation becomes playoffs. Not like, Oh, I'm an optimistic fan. It's like, no, you're three and three with a bottom 15 hardest schedule in the league remaining. Go make the playoffs. Like that's it. But We'll hop over on the Badlands feed. We'll, we'll do our predictions and everything like that. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Big week episodes, five episodes. Make sure you rate, subscribe, review the whole nine yards, and uh, and we'll talk to you guys on Monday.